Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Alex. And I'm Anthony. And my first story is Space News. And this is from Futurism.com. Someone just paid $1.8 million for videos of the first moonwalk. Videos? Videos. Of the moonwalk? Of the moonwalk. not what was aired on TV? That's what it sounded like. It wasn't made super clear, but... Um, I'll get into it. Yeah. Um, in 1969, as everyone knows from uh, the uh, even Stevens <laughs> Disney Channel show, yes. Um, yes. <laughs> more than half a billion people across the globe watched on their television sets as Neil Armstrong took humanity's first steps on the moon. Uh, they were seeing something that no one had seen before, but by today's standards, the quality was really poor because every time it would switch between towers, like they would briefly lose video and audio. Mm-hmm. So it was just like it was. Today's people, today's kids would have been like, what am I watching right yeah. now? <laughs> this is garbage. Um, but now one person has the opportunity to watch the best surviving videos of the first moonwalk whenever they want because they just paid more than $1.8 million for the tapes. Wow. Um, in 1976, NASA intern Gary George, which is two first names, um, brought, <laughs> uh, bought hundreds of NASA tapes for $217.77 at a government surplus auction. What a cool... What? That was in there? Yeah. Wow. So in 2008, he discovered that three of the tapes were recordings of the entire moonwalk, a full two hours and 24 minutes of footage. Like, what a cool... Wow. What a cool discovery. That is so cool. Though it makes me wonder what the other tapes were. (laughs) (laughs) Just like empty footage of the moon? Of the moon or just people walking around NASA. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It's like security footage of the facility. Why is this here? I, yeah, why why do we have all this? Uh, he said uh, these tapes have been watched just three times since 1976 and are the, hmm. quote, earliest, sharpest, and most accurate surviving video images of man's first steps on the moon. How do they know how many times they've been watched? I guess they're just trusting Gary George. All right. That's my best guess. Uh, according to the auction house, uh, Sotheby's, which auctioned off the original tapes on Saturday. That's so they're saying they're the most accurate ones. Kind of wish we could see them. Yeah. Um, an anonymous buyer bought the videos for one point eight two million dollars, which is more than eight thousand times the price that George paid for them more than four <laughs> decades prior. Yeah. Which that is quite a return on your investment, yep. and that's only yep. for three of the tapes. Um. Oh. But yeah, I'm kind of hoping that whoever bought them will somehow make them available i don't know if they will for that price but yeah it'd be really cool to see because i I am curious (laughs) like when they say they're early are they like how are they better than what was aired on television i don't know i guess they weren't live so maybe they were able to capture something better locally i'm i'm just not sure they could set up a small museum where you pay one dollar and you go and sit and watch the tapes and oh, they would make they would make their money back do- yeah so they, quickly. Would, <laughs> they would make all their money back yeah yeah so I, that would be I, I feel like it'd be really cool to make them somehow publicly available but i don't know yeah I mean, rich people don't like to share <laughs> historical thing but by definition that's... <laughs> <laughs> got all this and it's mine well, yeah. <laughs> that's what they all sound like too <laughs> <laughs> 
I've got all this money. <laughs> I don't know about that, but... <laughs> I've yeah, got all this we'll money in we'll these rare they, tapes and a VCR, man. Like, might give them like on loan to a museum or something like that. That would That's be, what, yeah, that, that would be, be nice. that would be perfect. I would like yeah. something like that. It's kind of like we've talked about uh, people selling fossils and yep. stuff like that too. Yep. It just, I wish people would. It's like this is share. kind of like a really important historical thing for yeah. the country. It's, so. it's hugely important to our our history and yeah, really for the world, really. And yeah, that's like, true. So. That's one of those things that you would think you would like other people to be able to experience, even if you own it. But yeah. I guess if they own it, that's up to them. Oh, well. We can hope. Yeah. All right. My first story is entertainment news. And this is from NPR. Lil Nas X's Old Town Road rode right into its 16th week at number one on the Holy Billboard Hot 100 God. today. Today is Wednesday, by the way tying the record for longest consecutive time in the top spot. It is now tied. With what? With two other songs for 16 weeks is the longest that any one song has spent in a number one spot. So it has a chance to break that record, probably. Like a decent chance. And before I go on, doesn't that upset you? Yeah. (laughs) Well, especially it's going to upset me once I find out what the other songs are, I bet. Honestly, though, okay, oh, you'll be okay. surprised. Maybe not. So the other two songs that have achieved the the sixteen week point are, um, the first one was "One Sweet Day" from nineteen ninety five by Mariah Carey and Boys to Men, which I had no idea what that was. I had to go listen to it, and I still didn't know what it was. So <laughs> I was gonna say I've never heard of that song. And then the second one was "Despacito." Okay, from that one. That one I'll allow. I love "Despacito." Yeah, that's a great song. Um, so those are the only other two songs that have made it to this point, which is kind of surprising, like, that that's the two songs. Yeah. But this is just if you're only looking at weeks at the number one right. spot and, I guess, and not, like, weeks on the Hot 100 Right. Like, Billboard chart. isn't a good indicator necessarily of quality so much as popularity. Yeah. Uh, and, okay, so I found this really interesting the um the rapper has dominated the Hot 100 in part by exploiting Billboard's murky remix policy, which counts the original song and its remixes as one when it comes to calculating chart positions. As long as the remixes don't deviate too far in composition from the original. There are like twenty something so, remixes of that song. Right. Lil Nas X has released four official versions of Old Town Road, the newest of which featuring rapper Young Thug and viral star Mason Ramsey, who I actually don't know that person. is that the i think that's the yodeling kid it says that, viral star so maybe I, yeah that is, i think the one that was right. like yodeling in a walmart or something oh okay i'm not okay overly familiar with it but well, I, whoever, that name sounds vaguely familiar well that person is in it uh. then um and so they he just released another remix with with the two more people in it and um that's counts so each time that he releases a remix it counts towards like the one song i feel like that's gotta have diminishing returns though (laughs) like eventually people are gonna be like okay Um, dude so the original old town road first entered the hot 100 in march after going viral on the social media platform tiktok and was propelled upward by attention from a controversy over whether the song belonged on billboard's country chart which fatefully led to a collaboration with billy ray cyrus (laughs) resulting in the most popular remix of the remixes that exist, uh-huh. which is the one with Billy Ray Cyrus. Right. So it's just kind of been an interesting thing. Um, 
And I thought this is funny. NPR Music's Rodney Carmichael asked Lil Nas X in April if the rapper was simply trolling the music industry <laughs> with all these games. His answer was characteristically self-assured. Quote, even if they like Old Town Road as a joke, they're not liking this as a joke and putting it at number one, too. So basically yeah. he was like, well, even if they like it as a joke, like it's still like got so many listens at number one. So that legit basically was his response like, i'm sure okay. he doesn't mind all <laughs> yeah, of sure. the money he's making um, from this so and then uh this article also talked a little bit about how um billy ellish is doing a similar thing now too oh really mm-hmm. with like remixes of the same song counting as the same song and it's like upping the their like streaming numbers yeah and raising their spot on the charts i don't know interesting. anything by billy eilish <laughs> You haven't heard Bad Guy? That's the one that I... I don't think so. It's kind of catchy. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm just... I'm, I'm, I guess I'm out of touch. Well, just... With I listen youth. to the the Spotify, like, top 50 sometimes. Oh, so I can... So I yeah. know what the, like, top hit songs Maybe I need are to start at any given that. time. Just so for awareness sake. Because yeah. a lot... Sometimes I just am like, I don't like any of this. But, like, I'll listen through it. Just, like, see what's well, there. Well, that's the thing I was going to say with Old Town Road. is like, I don't feel like I hear it anywhere. But I guess people are just listening a lot. And yeah, I, I also I don't listen yeah. to the radio or anything. So yeah, I don't really either. So I don't I don't know. I I just know it's been in that 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 top fifty list. <laughs> yeah. Where they like kind of mimic like well okay like what's just what's different the remixes. Top 50 <laughs> yeah, but I I didn't realize this is something that you could technically try to exploit. I guess is like this policy like oh well I'm gonna keep releasing the song with slight differences and so people will like go and listen to it again and it's right. like upping their. It's upping their numbers. Yeah. So. Last I heard, he was talking to a Dolly Parton about oh, really? a potential collaboration. How many times are they going to I don't know. It? I don't know. It's like, how many times can I don't know do if anything's this? actually going to come of it, but and apparently then, they had talked. I, I thought that they were going to talk about how his song got turned into a meme because of that one episode of Game of Thrones with the horse. <laughs> Which yeah. I don't want to say any spoilers, but there's a scene with a horse. Yeah. That doesn't spoil anything. It really doesn't. They Someone made like a slow-mo of it with like this song playing in the background is really funny (laughs) it's like i don't know yeah so how okay that's fine yeah if you go and look up the number one or like the top songs of all time which is like how long they've just been on the top 100 it's actually like songs you would expect to be okay well that's good at least just the like number one list is kind of a weird like I, i actually looked at it i even looked at like what's in the second place, the ones tied for second place and third place spots and stuff. And it, it was all like, really? This is what's here? Isn't like, the original song like a minute and a half long too? I don't even think I've heard the original. I think I've only heard the Billy Ray Cyrus I think I one. looked it up once out of curiosity. Okay. And it's like a real short song, which is, and then the remixes maybe are all just longer. Yeah, I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe oh, we'll, we'll just listen on repeat and I don't know. We can stop talking <laughs> about this. <laughs> My next story is food news. This is from CNN. Uh, Beyond Meat is working on fake bacon and steak. Steak even? Steak even. Ooh. Um, fake bacon and steak. That is a, that's a lot of rhymes. Uh, Beyond Meat yeah. is a plant-based protein company, which you probably know already, that makes meatless alternatives mm-hmm. to beef and pork. And now they're working on fake bacon and steak. CEO Ethan Brown didn't share when Beyond plans to bring the the items to market, noting that the company's researchers would need a, quote, surprise breakthrough to launch in the near future. So literally all they have right now is that they're working on it. But it's in development. 
Well. Um, the fake meat company reported sales of $40.2 million in the first quarter of this year, which is up 215% from the same period just one year ago, which that's a lot. Uh, yeah. On Wednesday, it announced a partnership with Dunkin' to sell a breakfast sandwich featuring a Beyond Meat sausage in Manhattan. Um, and it has also recently worked to improve its existing burger patty using coconut oil and cocoa butter to make the product more meat-like. Um, they've also started selling their signature protein in a, quote, ground beef format. So just in stores. Hmm. Uh, Impossible Foods, beyond rival, is also working on in- innovative new products like an alternative to fish. Oh. Which all three hmm. of these things, the bacon, steak, and fish, like... The ground meat is one thing because I feel like the texture's got to be easier to achieve. Yeah, bacon, that's going to be difficult. Steak, that's going to be real difficult. Yeah, honestly, the of those three things, bacon, steak, and fish, I feel like bacon is the bacon's easiest probably one. the easiest. But it's still like there's a, there's qualities to it that you expect that I don't know if you would just get from like I don't know pressing don't their know. <laughs> their beef into bacon shape. But um, steak, then, though, definitely, like, how do you... And then fish, you have to achieve some kind of flakiness yeah. to it, which is just, I don't know how they're going to do that in a convincing way. Yeah. I guess it's cool that they're trying. I still haven't had an impossible burger. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting to bring one here. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's not on you, but they're in so many restaurants now, too. I should just try to remember to get one the next time I go somewhere that has one. Yeah. All right, my next story is AI news. And this is also from CNN. If you ever wanted to see what you might have looked like through the eyes of Rembrandt or Raphael, here's your chance. A week after interest in the Russian photo app Face App spiked, <laughs> which is the one Yeah, that everyone was making themselves look old. old. Yeah. A new face transforming app is turning heads. This app called AI Portraits uses artificial intelligence to change a photograph of anyone to resemble an old painting with a special focus on 15th century portraiture. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) AI Portraits uses data from tens of thousands of paintings ranging from the Renaissance to the contemporary era. Developed by researchers from the MIT IBM Watson AI Lab, AI Portraits uses dueling neural networks to produce a generator that looks at examples and tries to mimic them. Uh, according to the MIT Technology Review. So this is another example of the generative adversarial networks, which we've discussed before. Yeah. It's the same concept. It's a cool idea. I know. (laughs) I love it. It's like we're fighting robots, (laughs) (laughs) but fighting with art. Right, right. Um, The program does have a basic blind spot uh, because smiling was rare in Renaissance (laughs) portraits. The AI has a hard time showing your glee if you put in a smiling selfie. But other than that, it, it does okay. So that's what they said. It's funny. It has um, trouble with teeth and then, just because nobody smiles. Yeah, like yeah. Um, and so I actually had found this story earlier that I was going to talk about anyway. And then today I saw a headline that like the website has crashed because of how popular it is. <laughs> but the other day I did it to myself. And so I can show you. I'm, I'm curious. we can post it later. Like. Huh. <laughs> it doesn't really look like I don't think like it you. really looks like me, but like. It I think kind my of eyes maybe kind of yeah. Look like it kind me. of has your eyes and your eyebrows like shape, and but like, not you have curly hair, but your hair isn't also isn't just a fuzzball on your head. <laughs> well, maybe if I lived in the 15th century, that is what my hair would look like. Yeah, you don't have anything to control. I wouldn't have any frizz, product. I, I wouldn't have any product, so it would just be like a frizz ball. 
Maybe. I mean, it definitely looks like an old portrait. <laughs> look at the map. <laughs> it looks like a real old portrait. It really, thing. yeah, it does. Okay. I think in like general face shape and everything too, but somehow the features are off. And it's yeah. like, it doesn't look enough like you. I'm not impressed. I agree. <laughs> well, um, if you're interested, I have a link <laughs> to a website where they just put a bunch of celebrities into it nice. and showed the results. And it's fun to just scroll through that. That sounds fun. So we can put up a link to that. But um, sure. yeah, as of the last time I checked, the website was still down. Oh, wow. So hopefully it's back up if our listeners want to, if you want to give it a shot. Um, this one is not a Russian website. So yeah, hopefully there's, there's less not concern the, there. Yeah. <laughs> with the, the concerns with the privacy issues with the face app and whatnot. So yeah. hopefully. <laughs> the last story that I brought is space news again. We haven't had any space news lately, so yeah. I'm just making up for it. Um, astronomers discover two ferociously fast stars locked in a death spiral. What? <laughs> Isn't that such That's a dramatic so headline? Intense. But actually, I think it's justified in this case. Okay. Um, so when two huge objects become bound by each other's gravity in space, they can be locked into a spiral circling each other until they merge or die. <laughs> grim. Uh, astronomers have spotted a new system, this time featuring two white dwarfs zipping around each other once every seven minutes. <gasps> seven minutes. In space okay, terms, that is, that is so fast. That is, oh my goodness, that is insanely those fast are flying um especially for how big those are right so they say oh. uh the incredibly fast orbits make this the fastest eclipsing binary system yet recorded duh <laughs> like i've never heard of anything in space moving that quickly much less a system like this where they're just rotating around each other wow um the discovery, which was dubbed the very catchy ztfj1539 plus 5027 <laughs> Okay. Rolls right off the tongue or several tongues um, and published Wednesday in the journal Nature was made by researchers using Caltech's Wiki Transient Facility or ZTF. Um, searching in the Boots constellation, uh, researchers spotted this particular pair of dead stars around 8,000 light years away. The two white dwarfs have only 80,000 kilometers or about 49,700 miles in between them. So they're also very close to each other while spinning rapidly. And they say they're traveling at hundreds of kilometers per second, as would be necessary for them to cover that distance in yeah. seven minutes. Um, they officially identify this system as an uh, eclipsing binary because from our point of view, one of the stars constantly or is consistently passing in front of the other because they're going so quick uh -oh. and they're okay, so far away. Okay. We only ever see that they're passing in front of each other, essentially. Wow. Um, the pair are also known to be emitting gravitational waves, which are a phenomena that was only recently discovered, and it will be one of the objects studied by a new project, which is called the Laser Interferometer Space Antenna, or LISA, uh, when it comes online within the next 15 years, which is apparently just a device meant to measure these gravitational waves when they're very far away, um, hmm. because our current equipment can't measure stuff uh, that far away from Earth because of just noise coming in between but um yeah the article goes into more detail about the gravitational waves part but i just thought the the speed with which they're spinning every seven minutes that's that's wild yeah i just i can't even wrap my head around that yeah 
I've never the fact that something like that is even possible. I I, I didn't like, I didn't realize that that could happen. It it's mind boggling like the amount of force required mm-hmm. to move those things that fast. Yeah, is like you have to wonder what happened. Did something like hit one of them and just start? <laughs> like how did this? Well, it's gravity, probably. Right, but how right? does that how does that process even start though? It's like I, I don't know. I don't know. I probably just don't have a good enough grasp of how this all works. But I, this I'm is, just, I mean, I'm still, the astronomers I'm still struggling are also, to wrap my head around that. The like, astronomers <laughs> are also like, we don't know how this is happening. So I guess this it's fair is that an anomaly. It's fair that I don't know either. <laughs> yes, I would say that's very fair. <laughs> Since we're not astrophysicists of any, any degree. Yes. Okay, my last story is also space news. Space news. Space news. Three space news. This is from futurism.com. Interstars. Oh, I'm sorry. No. In stars. I keep wanting to say interstars, but okay. it's in stars. Hmm. A space startup from Puerto Rico just announced plans to launch a self-assembling, self-sustaining moon habitat by the late 2020s. Oh, that's not that long. Yeah. The company is still raising money to develop a prototype, but an augmented reality simulation (laughs) reveals the company's vision for a space hut called Remnant. I don't know why it's called that, but that's the name. Sounds pretty sci-fi-y. Yeah. That vaguely resembles Luke Skywalker's childhood home on Tatooine. Um, <laughs> okay. In, in stars, hopes its lunar shelter will become part of NASA's ongoing plan to establish a human settlement on the moon. In stars, plans on building Remnant to be a fully self-sustaining and self-deploying moon habitat, so astronauts won't need to worry about pitching their tents once they reach the moon. Remnant will be able to support eight astronauts for up to twelve months at a time, according to the press release, through closed-loop life support systems powered by renewable energy sources. Okay. So they basically just like launch this at the moon and it lands and is like, Boop, I'm, I'm yeah. a tent. It's going something. to be, <laughs> yes, it's going to be in some type of vehicle where it will like launch out of, unfurl itself and build itself up. And it's going to have all the systems just already like built somehow. Okay. <laughs> That's the idea. So like, we don't have anything like this on earth yet so how are they so confident they can get I one on the moon know. it also concerns me a little bit that they haven't built anything yet and they're just right. like they're announcing like, we will have this like in less than 10 years and then also like they just have a an augmented reality simulation showing like how it would work which like uh-huh. okay at least that's something like you have a sketch but like also, maybe you should have put built... some of those engineering hours into working on the actual product instead of a simulation of it, huh? Well, I don't know. They 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 need funding for their materials. I guess. I think. Okay. I don't know. I I'm a little skeptical, but yeah. there's this press release about it. I feel like maybe they shouldn't have put a deadline on themselves. Yeah, I or think maybe that's in how ten years we'll be living on the moon. I, I don't too. know. <laughs> the Earth will be uninhabitable in ten years. I hope not. Oh, I mean, there's a good chance of that, but I, I don't know about fleeing to the moon. Yeah, I, I don't know, but uh, yeah, it'd be cool. If, I like your point though that this doesn't exist on Earth yet. Right, we don't have Let's a self-deploying building. Yeah, a like, self-deploying make a self-deploying tent. Yeah, for, just like, for camping. Start there with like a self-contained like water recycling systems and everything. People like, would what? love that. 
They would totally camping enthusiasts would totally go for that. Yeah, make that. Yeah, start. Why does it have to be on the moon? It seems like a natural step, and you could make some money from that, and then you could support your weird moon thing. I think. Sorry, I didn't mean to say weird. (laughs) (laughs) Out loud. (laughs) (laughs) We have a business plan. We should reach out to them. Tell them. You know, you should do this. I don't want my name attached to this. This feels like the fire festival of the moon. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to get up there and have like a slice of bread with a slice of American cheese on it and call that a tent. All right. It's time for breaking news. The part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that just happened today or were just posted today and we read them to you on the fly. Death Spiral. Ready, set, go! I found this on UPI. Indonesian man walking 500 miles across the country backward. Oh. Yep. That sounds difficult. Yeah, he's on a quest to walk 500 miles across the country while facing backward to raise awareness of forest preservation, which seems like a nice cause. Okay. Um, His name is Medi Bastoni. He's 43, and he set up from his home village of Dono in East Java and is hiking backwards 500 miles to the State Palace in Jakarta, where he hopes to arrive in time for an Independence Day celebration on August 17th. Hmm. Um, He's walking with the use of a rearview mirror. (laughs) which That's allows good. him to keep an eye on his path without turning his head, which I think is so, so good. Uh, um, <laughs> but he says he's hoping to meet in Jakarta with the president, um, who he's hoping to ask for a symbolic seed to be planted on the slopes of Mount Willis, Oh, which I think is, an, is kind That's of a nice. cool gesture. He's saying... Uh, they're making uh, pro- activists there are making progress with preserving the forests around this mountain, but a symbolic seed from the president would go a very long way towards raising awareness of the efforts. Yeah. So kind of an unusual way of doing some activism, but yeah, it sounds pretty so, cool. When you said he was using a rear view mirror, I just pictured him with like a selfie stick. It kind of, it looks more like a head, like how- sort of a head rig. Oh, okay. If, from the, from the video that they've got. Um, Oh, so you can see what, what, there's a video of him walking. Can't really fully see it. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see a little bit, but it's like this big He's got kind of a, he's got a big rig sort of thing and like a big backpack and everything to. Okay. So. That's unique. It's a unique way to, 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 to raise some awareness. Yeah. And now we are aware. Yeah. Now now we're aware and we're spreading the awareness too. So it's working. Yeah. Nice. If the president of Indonesia is listening, uh, give this man a seed. I agree. Yeah. I found a story on MNN.com, which I've never heard of. Who? But it seems to be Maybe News Monthly. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I, this caught my eye because of the headline. Uh, The headline is, dude, it's time to wash the beard. Microbiologist finds that some men's facial hair is teeming with bacteria. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, so just to recap here, um, someone in Albuquerque, um, they worked with a microbiologist and um, swabbed the beards of some volunteers, and they found that several of them contained normal bacteria, like things you'd find on everyday surfaces, but some of them contained bacteria like that would be normally found in like fecal matter, like in oh, the people's beards. Good. Um, and... 
basically that was unexpected to them. And now they're saying that <laughs> be a little weird if it was expected. Ba- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that it was a level of contamination that like, if they found that in your water system, it would be like closed down. Like it was like that kind of level oh, of bad bacteria. It doesn't say what bacteria they found. It just says right. like, well, it's really good that that's all around your mouth. Like fecal bacteria, basically, uh, in beards that were randomly sampled and tested. So yuck. it's now this PSA of like, if you have like a beard, you should wash it. Which you'd think would be Being something like people common would just sense, do. but I don't know because I can't grow a beard, so I don't know. Like, yeah, neither can I. Is it <laughs> is it like easy to like forget to wash your beard? Like, if I don't you know. I feel like beard, I just wash like, my. You, facial hair as part of my face i also yeah, don't like, think there's a concern for me because i do not have much facial well, hair but you don't have like a lot like the i don't know the photo they showed was like someone with a lot i'm assuming that it's people with like a bushy with like a, beard yeah, yeah not just like a little bit but like right but still though like you wash that like do people not wash that like yeah i mean it's, it's part it's of still, your face it's right still hair on your head just in a different place than the top it's just like really i don't know that's surprising it just made me to question. me question <laughs> Like, so I don't know, but that that's what they said they found when they sampled people. So like gross. Now I'm just like, okay. So that's a second PSA yeah. from us during this breaking news. One, plant trees. Two, wash your beard. Yes. Three, plant trees and your beard. Because you could grow trees in your beard. I mean, anything's possible. Apparently, you can. You've got all kinds of stuff in there. So. If there's bacteria in it, then you can grow. You can put soil. If bacteria can grow, why couldn't a tree? Yeah, Just it's saying. true. It's true. That's science. It is. Sort of. Not really. No. <laughs> it's not really. It's not really at all. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we post episodes every Friday, and as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever other app you'd like to use. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knickknacknews and on Twitter at at knickknacknews. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.